Hello everyone, it's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. It began long ago. Two young boys in an American town riding their bikes to school and Little League practice. Over the years, the boys became fast friends, united in their love for stories where things would go horribly wrong. Pour yourself a strong beverage and buckle up. You're in The Shallow End with Schneebly and Toth. It's episode 81 of The Shallow End with Schneebly and Toth. I just finished an audition, JG, for a radio DJ, was the specs, from 1967. Like a 1967 disc jockey uh, character that they wanted you to do for... Oh, oh, this ought to I be good. I just closed that file and opened this file, and I think I'm still in Radioland. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I, I need to dial it back to 2023. Yeah. yeah, relax. People don't talk like that. <laughs> Isn't it funny? You hear, you hear old um, uh, recordings of... Uh, radio from the 60s and 70s, and it's always like this. Coming up next, another another golden goodie from the groovy graveyard. <laughs> Stacks of wax and platters that matter. It's 26 on the backside. I always liked that one. <laughs> you know, and, and even today, modern day movie productions or TV shows will depict disc jockeys that way even though they're really well the good ones aren't like that anymore i mean there's still plenty that are but uh yeah yeah, what was what was the uh can you say what the what the client was you know what i don't even i don't even know what it was don't even know what it was it it was just need to sound like a dj and they sent a little clip to mimic and (sighs) and i did okay by the way apropos of nothing uh nancy (laughs) and i were driving back from arizona day before yesterday listening to the newest box and your story about that giant thing out in the galaxy yeah. that, that is seemingly sucking all of life t- t- toward it yeah. got so scary to me that I thought, I shouldn't really be listening to this while I'm driving 75 miles an hour. So I, I hit pause somewhere uh-huh. just outside of Phoenix, uh-huh. and I need to finish it after I'm... After we finish this, but that was one hell of a of a story. I oh, thanks. I just love that damn podcast so much. No, you uh, have been a supporter of the box of oddities from day one. You and guys rock. It uh, it's much appreciated. Um, I have a story for you today that I, I'm 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 very hopeful that you will enjoy. I know I'm going to enjoy it. I can feel it. I know you, you, you and uh, your your lovely wife Nancy hike quite a bit. Loves us some hiking. Do you camp at all? I have. We've never camped together. We have camped uh, before we we met each other, and I don't know now if uh, if we would ever do that. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure if the situation were right, we're both more of a get you know sweaty on your workout. Uh, and then you go back to the resort and right. shower and you sure, know, yeah, the five star resort and crystal, right? In, that kind in, of thing in Cabo, yeah. 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 But I'm guessing your story involves 
couple camping? Uh, well, it, it involves camping, and it uh, it takes place in Laverton, which is a quiet and peaceful area of Western Australia. It's funny, when you said that, my first thought was Rod Laver, who was who the was Australian, Australian tennis player. Tennis yeah. player, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a quiet, nice place to, to visit, and uh, certainly camping is popular in that area. But there was one fateful evening, as the sun began to dip below the horizon and dusk descended upon a small RV park outside the city, hmm. a whole different kind of story unfolded. This one involves theft, or attempted theft anyway. Okay. But it, not your typical heist. Y you know, right. first, of all, who first of all, who robs a, um, an RV park, you know? Um, yeah. You're not going to find jewels or large sums of money, probably. It, they were looking for something else. You'd find what? Camping gear, some stoves, some maybe some mountain bikes and lawn chairs. And yeah. Maybe maybe a scooter. Yeah, maybe a scooter. But these guys were after something else. Gasoline. Hmm. You see, okay. the price of gas had skyrocketed uh, recently, and this group of local would-be thieves decided this was their ticket to riches, and they had a plan. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> this RV park was tucked away outside of the hustle and bustle of the city, it was the perfect target in their minds because it was away from the city. It was full of large vehicles with big gas tanks, and it was dimly lit. As were the crooks, sounds like, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this gang of misguided opportunists, uh, the kind that, uh, they were not the kind that would step away from um, an opportunity to make a quick score. So- being the professionals or wannabe professionals that they wanted to be, they had uh, hatched this plan and they'd worked on it for some time. They planned it out meticulously. They thought about every detail and they were thinking this was relatively a victimless crime. They're just taking a little gas out of, uh, out of, you know, some gas tanks, maybe just a little bit here and a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe people wouldn't even notice. And as gas prices began soaring like never before, they thought this was their chance to get rich. What harm could a few liters out of every tank do? No one's going to even notice. After all, the RV owners would just think, oh, I left the engine on or the generator ate it up or something. Yeah, yeah. So their journey into this world of fuel thievery, which is fun to say. It's a cool phrase began with practice. They all gathered around an old clunker in one of their garages, and uh, they honed the delicate art of siphoning gas without accidentally swallowing it or spilling any of the yeah. precious fuel because, you know, it's gas and it... It's gas. It burns quickly. A mistake could, could be dangerous. You don't want to swallow it. And no. at the same time, you don't want to be spilling it all over the ground. Of course not. So each member of the gang took their turns. Uh, they, uh, they were focused on the task at hand, and they ensured that the suction started correctly and that the flow of the liquid gold remained steady. It was a skill that they needed to perfect to avoid suspicion and detection. They thought, we'll spread out over the uh, RV park. Each one of us will have a hose in a can, and we'll be in, we'll be out, bada-bing, bada-boom. 
Sounds like a plan. What could go wrong? Well, nothing at first. It all seemed pretty straightforward. They were getting away with the perfect crime. They went in night after night. The RV park remained kind of like their secret hunting ground. They just moved about in the dark quietly and uh, stole a little gas from here and a little gas from there. But when our gang of would-be fuel bandits decided to take on a grand tour bus, (laughs) things changed a little bit. (laughs) This was one of those behemoths on wheels. Yeah. And uh, it had just pulled in the day before. And so they reckoned, man, this is going to be... This is going to be carrying a lot of gas, a treasure trove of fuel that will liberate by moonlight. We hit the jackpot, they're thinking. Yes, they were. So, night falls, and they creep into position, ready to extract the gasoline. And in fact, in this case, it was diesel, because it was a a diesel pusher, um, they call it, type of big tour bus. Gotcha. So they sneak in, they insert the hose with great precision, the precision of a surgeon performing open heart surgery, and the siphoning began. But as fate would have it, karma has a hilariously unexpected twist in store. The first sign that something had gone horribly wrong was the taste. Now, (laughs) nobody expects gasoline to taste great. No. But it wasn't gasoline. They were siphoning. (laughs) Oh, no. Raw sewage. Yeah, baby. Out of the black water tank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, karma's karma's so delicious or so undelicious at times, isn't it? It certainly is. It was a taste that uh, would have made anybody gag. Gang members, of course, no exception. So in that moment, with their mouths filled with some unfortunate brackish swill, their error became glaringly obvious. They were siphoning not out of the gas tank, but the sewage tank. So panic ensues, their hasty retreat. I can only picture like a Benny Hill sketch. You know, they're trying to get away. They're all tumbling all over themselves. Bumping into each other. Saturated in sewage. Ass over tea kettle. The trail left behind by these guys was an easy one to follow because it was literally a brown bricked road paved with vomit, raw sewage, and misfortune. And the stench that lingered in the air was so pungent that even skunks would have found it offensive. Even skunks are like, whoa, whoa, dude, get that, get away from me. <laughs> as that they, smells. As they <laughs> slunk away, humiliated and dripping with sewage oh, and the stench God. of failure lingering in the air, they left behind a tail that would uh, ripple through the town for weeks to come. Uh, <laughs> the sweet smell of poetic justice. Senior Sergeant Heath Souter of the Laverton Police couldn't help but comment on the poetic justice of it all, noting that the bitter taste that the thieves were now forced to contend with. The culprits had vanished into the night, but the story of their misadventure spread like wildfire, um, and uh, they never caught these guys, but people seemed to think like they probably got their just dessert anyway. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like instant, instant karma. 
The Daily Mail in the Western Australian would recount the tale, each uh, adding to the legend of this heist gone hysterically wrong. And even though no arrests had been made, the thieves had been punished by their own hand or mouth, I guess, in this case. They sought to steal what was not theirs and instead had been handed a foul-tasting reminder that every action has consequences. The RV park returns to its peaceful routine. The travelers, none the wiser of what had happened. The gang, on the other hand, disappeared into obscurity. Um, and so the gas-guzzling gang's plan to turn their lives around went down the drain quite literally. Their heist of sewage-infused fuel left them with a Ooh. taste they would never forget. It did sewage-infused fuel. It left them with a taste in their mouth they'll never forget. A lesson in pipe dreams and liquid assets gone awry. They did not fill their pockets with riches as planned, but instead filled their mouths with raw sewage. I wonder if that's something that that would be drastic enough that it would it would be sort of like a scared straight oh. thing that yeah that you would relive that moment and each time you contemplated committing a crime going oh yeah no maybe i shouldn't do that and every time mm. they walk by like a rest stop and they catch a a, a whiff of a whiff of the sewage of they, they anything have like, a like that pavlovian response to it or something yeah. like oh instantly get oh, yeah. dry heaves don't <laughs> don't steal that's what that smell means <laughs> Plus, they actually did the favor to the uh, to the coach owner of of uh, taking a little out of the uh, right. out of the tank. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, every it sounds like everybody came out ahead. <laughs> a comically crude <laughs> escapade, but uh, they did learn that crime might not always pay, but it certainly can serve up a hearty helping of justice. Uh, at least, Linz, that's the popular opinion. I, I used to have one of those large bus RVs. It's like a 37 foot um, RV camper. Man, yeah, it's that's huge. a that's a big. Was this in Maine? Yeah, yeah. I bought it in Dallas and drove it cross country, and then parked it in my driveway for three years and never used it, and then sold it. But so um, <laughs> all in all, another brilliant decision on your part. Yeah, I have so <laughs> things many. went completely opposite the way you planned it to. <laughs> yep, seems to be a pattern there. But one of the things I learned, uh, they said that um, you know sometimes the tank, uh, the black water tank, you know the solid stuff will get uh, dried off on the sides, and so even when you empty it, it's not completely empty. So what they say to do is to take several bags of ice, you know, once you've drained the tank, and dump it down right. the toilet before a long road trip because the jostling around of the ice oh, will okay. dislodge it and then you can just drain it out. Interesting. Yep. There's my septic tank tip of the day. A special bonus for all those listening in RVs and buses. Across this great country of ours. And I say this great country of ours because... Well, I like saying it. This information came from the Daily Mail, the Western Australian, and the New York News. Nice. You know, JG, this is the time of year where people start planning family reunions for the summer. In fact, I have one coming up in June, and I'm absolutely convinced that these cousins that I haven't seen for a while are finally going to tell me, yeah, I listened to your podcast. 
I don't think you guys are very good. I didn't laugh. Well, humor is subjective. So while you may have to grin and bear with your family, you shouldn't feel that way when you're talking to your doctor about, I don't know, that you maybe eat pizza one too many times a week, something like that? Well, enter ZocDoc. That's the place where you can find a book doctors will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual, real patients. And we're not talking about a few. We're talking about tens of thousands of doctors. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Look, people love this app and this website. Next time I'm looking for a doctor, this is definitely what I'm going to use. Go to ZocDoc.com slash TSE and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash T-S-E. ZocDoc.com slash T-S-E. This time of year means the return of lots of traditions. Family get-togethers, lots of food and drink, and of course, holiday music. But what about those who are looking for something different to listen to? Introducing the Bah Humbug Channel, the only satellite music channel devoted to songs for people who hate the holidays. Hear non-traditional songs like, So You Still Believe in Santa? The Biggest Lump of Coal? And Guess Who Just Burned Down the Christmas Tree? We also feature tunes like Your Outdoor Lights Cause Climate Change, Rudolph Was a Big Fat Jerk, There's No Place Like Hell for the Holidays, and Daddy Drinks Because You Cry. The Bah Humbug Channel, hosted by Ricky Gervais, now streaming through January 1st. Our email address is lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. Two of them this week, JG, because one is is very, very different and very special from a listener named Rick who spotted it in the obituary section of the LA Times just this past weekend. Oh. And I wasn't going to read it, but I was just impressed with the fact that the family who wrote the obituary uh, took the sense of humor that they did. And it's an obituary for a gentleman named Matthew Charles Slay of Trinidad, California. And the opening line of the obit says, Matthew Charles Slay of Trinidad, California, passed away last week following a a brief and courageous battle with an oversized piece of steak. It was a stunning tragedy and reminder of the inherent fragility of life. He was 42. Wow. And then it's a very well-written obituary. And this guy just sounds fascinating, that he was was fascinated by all kinds of different things. He just seems like he was an absolute gem of a man. And he was only 42 years old. So it's a very, very well-written obit, but they not only had that sense of humor in the opening line, but the closing line, the very last part of the obituary says, (laughs) in lieu of flowers, please cut your food into bite-sized pieces and chew it thoroughly. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we, we doff our hats to Matthew Charles Slay of Trinidad, California. God rest you, Matthew, and... Thank you for your friends and family uh, turning your your obituary into something entertaining and educational and lovingly written all at the same time. We all grieve in our in our own way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
reminds me of a story of a guy who had, I guess, quite a sense of humor. And um, he got a haircut one day and he really liked how the back of his head looked. You know, he had taken a picture of the back of his head and he liked how well his haircut came out that he had prints made and framed and he gave them all to his children as Christmas presents. (laughs) This is the kind of guy he is. Okay. Okay. All right. So when he died, they used that picture for his obit, just the back of his head. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. And appropriate. Wait, and appropriate. That's very cool. You know, when you can find a sense of humor, uh, at, at, at the end of somebody's life like that, that's, I just, I have so much admiration for people who can do that. Yeah. We also got an email from a woman named Michelle P. She says, greeting folks. I will profess my love to you in a minute. Right now it's story time. I recently celebrated a 30 something birthday with a simple request. Flowers delivered to my job plus two helium balloons, one saying happy birthday and the other a horse shaped balloon. What can I say? I'm into horses. I have two of them. And damn it, I wanted a horse-shaped balloon for my adult birthday. Well, my boyfriend executed my request perfectly and even personally delivered the flowers and the two balloons to my office. I was absolutely over the moon until I saw the horse balloon. I don't think she meant for that to rhyme, but it did. To answer your question, yes, they really do make a horse-shaped balloon that looks like a running horse. What the online advertisement doesn't show you, however is where the string attaches to the horse. (laughs) Spoiler alert. This balloon has a little attachment flap that goes right where the horse's... (laughs) Spoiler alert. This balloon has a little attachment flap that goes right where the horse's ween would be. Oh, my. Yep. Here comes my wonderful boyfriend walking through the office (laughs) carrying a floating horse with a giant heart on. (laughs) I played it cool and figured no one else would notice. The balloon's obviously intended for children. Right. So what's the big deal if the horse looks like he's happy to see me? (laughs) Minutes later, the big boss shows up at my desk. She proceeds to explain that my balloon is wildly inappropriate, especially since we had very important people coming to our office that day. I began to cry hysterically. Not only was I being scolded on my effing birthday, but I didn't know what to do. I tried to negotiate through my tears, but the boss became increasingly irritated. She finally grabbed the scissors on my desk and said, quote, do it or I'll do it for you, unquote. Wow. Thankfully, one of the supervisors jumped in and suggested I put the balloon in my car. So I did. I may have cried a little more while I was in my car until I caught another glimpse of the horse's (laughs) soft dangly, in quotes. (laughs) Then I started to cry, laugh, or laugh, cry like a genuine crazy person. Turned out to be an okay birthday. The moral of the story is celebrate your phallic-themed birthday party at home (laughs) and always look for additional photos when choosing any helium-filled balloon. Gush time. You guys are absolutely fantastic, especially Cat. I've been following Boo since the beginning, and I'm head over heels in love with the shallow end. Please keep dropping these wonderful episodes so I don't have to listen to the weird thoughts in my head. Much love, Michelle. (laughs) Michelle, we want you to share those weird thoughts in your head with us. Always. And she sent a photo of the balloon from the the website, and it sure enough does look exactly like she described it. Michelle's not asking for any career advice, but (laughs) if I were you, Michelle, your boss sounds like a dick. I would, I would have said uh, attachment flap. Your boss sounds like a horse's attachment flap, Michelle. <laughs> and if you want me to write an email, by God, I will. And it'll be sternly worded, <clears throat> trust me. You don't want to mess around with our emails. We do this for a living.
Thank you, Michelle. Lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. We'd love to hear your stories. When Johann Rahl received the letter on Christmas Day, 1776, he put it away to read later. Maybe he thought it was a season's greeting and wanted to save it for the fireside. But what it actually was, was a warning, delivered to the Hessian colonel, letting him know that General George Washington was crossing the Delaware and would soon attack his forces. The next day, when Rawl lost the Battle of Trenton and died from two Colonial Boxing Day musket balls, the letter was found, unopened in his vest pocket. As someone with 15,000 unread emails in his inbox, I feel like there's a lesson there. Oh well, this is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. Every episode, we look at the bad ideas, mistakes, and accidents that misshaped our world. Find us at constantpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're in the shallow end with Schnepley and Toth. JG, we have discussed the many ways in the past that people elect to get themselves to an airport. Yes. Uh, the most convenient method of having a family member or friend drop you off. Uh, you can use a car service. We've talked about that. Car mm-hmm. services are very, very convenient. They're also a tad on the expensive side. Some people call a cab. Some people use rideshare services. But my shallow end story today is an example of why the whole rideshare thing might not be such a good idea. It's about an incident this month that took place in Austin, Texas. Has you ever been to uh, to Austin, JJ? Uh, yeah, just briefly. I, I want to go back. In fact, uh, when Box of Oddities goes back on the road for a live tour, we're looking at Austin as one of our potential um, Very cool. show sites. I've never been to Austin, Texas, but everybody I know who has been or lived or worked there, gone to school there, just raves about yeah. it. Sounds like it's just one of those places that every, everybody agrees it's it's just a fantastic place. Well, this incident that I'm about to tell you about in Austin actually prompted a warning from an attorney about the dangers of rideshares. And I thought, that's curious that an attorney would write something like that, but... This guy says that since 2015, he has received a fair number of calls about scary situations involving rideshares. He says it's a pleasant fiction to think it's just the evolution of getting into a taxi. The problem is it's actually very, very different. It's not a safe industry, in my opinion, for either the drivers or the passengers. He said the rideshare companies don't take the appropriate steps to ensure both parties are safe. He added none of us would want to be paired with a violent criminal in a car late at night. But that's what often, too often happens with rideshare companies. I thought that was an interesting point. Now, Uber says they're committed to continually improving the safety of the platform for all who use it. Mm -hmm. And in their 2019-2020 safety report, they state 99% of all Uber rides are completed without incident. But during that time period, people, 20 people were actually killed in assaults. I didn't know that. This attorney says the industry has the resources to fingerprint their drivers and enhance safety measures for drivers against passengers, but they uh, they aren't doing that. So this finally brings us, JG, to, to, to my shallow end story, which I'm sure most listeners gave up on ever hearing and tuned out minutes and minutes ago. But <laughs> according to this arrest affidavit, this is just December 10th, so just over a week ago. Okay. It's 1228 a.m., so 
few minutes after midnight, and an Uber driver gets pinged on her phone to go to a hotel in Austin, Texas. This Uber driver's name, this is a really cool name, is Canova Unishleti. Isn't that cool? It's poetic. Yeah. So Canova's uh, fare, her rider, is a 27-year-old woman named Nusha Afkami. Another cool name. And Nusha needs a ride from this hotel to Austin Bergstrom International Airport. Now, things start off fine. But as the minutes tick by, the driver, Canova, notices that uh, Nusha is getting agitated and and starts complaining about the speed that Canova, the driver, is driving and keeps saying, you got to go faster than this. I'm going to miss my flight. And Canova's like, yeah, I think we're going to be okay. And plus, which I don't want to drive, you know, 70 miles an hour at 1230 in the morning and get ticketed. But Nusha Afkami, the the rider, is not having any of it Mm. and keeps saying, you got to go faster, got to go faster. She's upset that it's taking as long to get to the airport as it is. So while this fare, this drive is taking place, Unishleti, the the driver, Canova, had her phone in her hand. And at some point, Nusha Afkami takes the phone and heaves it out the window. (laughs) What? (laughs) Which, yeah, yeah. I'll show you, Uber driver. I'll just take your phone and heave it out the window. Oh, my God. Now, Canova, the driver, is understandably what the H, stops the car and gets out to get her phone. And you can probably guess what happens next. She took the car. Nusha Afkami jumps behind the wheel, takes control of the car, and starts to drive away. Now, Canova, uh, Yunishleti, the driver, is understandably <laughs> what the H herself a second time because obviously she didn't expect her phone to be thrown out the window, and now she's watching her car <laughs> be driven away by this by this nut job behind behind the wheel. Oh my god! So Nusha Afkami does slow down and yells out the window. I'm taking your car. I'll drop it off at Southwest Airlines and peels off. (laughs) Well, that was kind of her. So she drives off in this 2016 Chevy Cruze, uh, leaving Canova, the car driver owner, stranded on the road. Now, the good news is that Canova, the driver, has gotten her phone back. Oh, good. It's a little scratched up. But she calls 911. And here's the thing that I don't think our passenger stopped to think about. Not only is she driving somebody else's car, but the actual owner of that car, Canova, can describe the car, knows her license, knows where the driver is headed, knows her name, (laughs) has a photo of her. Is tracking her on her phone. Is tracking her on her phone. She calls 911. She describes the driver, her own car, and says, yeah, she just stole my car. Uh, I think you're going to find her at the Southwest Terminal at the Austin Airport. (laughs) Sure enough, PD contacts her officers at the airport, says, okay, here's the car you're looking for. Here's the driver's name, her description. Here's her face. And in minutes, 
the officers at the airport have the information and where do you think they find the Uber driver's car exactly where she said it would be abandoned in front of the terminal for Southwest Airlines. Oh my God. Now they have correctly guessed that Afkami is going to be boarding a Southwest flight because why else would you abandon the stolen car in front of the Southwest terminal? <laughs> Unless you're very, very clever and have a little extra time. And we know neither of those things are true. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that Nusha's probably had not thought this all the way through. So so sure enough, cops go to the Southwest counter and say, hey, we're just curious, do you happen to have a passenger with this name and might very well be booked on a flight? And sure enough, there is her information. It's a Southwest flight from Austin, Texas to Orange County Airport. So Southwest cancels her boarding pass. <laughs> now, she is already picked up her boarding pass, so she doesn't know that her boarding pass is no good. She doesn't know the jig is up. But before she could even get to the plane, because police have her photo and her name <laughs> and the flight that she's supposed to be on, they know exactly which gate to look for her, and they find her. And they say, hey, why don't you step away from these nice people and let's go have a little chat in private. So come to find that she didn't just steal the car, JG. Uh-oh. She also took the Uber driver's wallet. Oh, my God. And used her Chase Visa debit card to, you know, pick up a few things she needed at an expensive airport store before boarding her plane. I just really needed an Orange Julius. <laughs> well... She needed several items, one of which was an oversized shot glass. <laughs> and they don't say what it says on it, but my guess is it's something like, drinks are better in Austin. Yeah, I'm trying to like think that, of the cheesiest right. thing that you would find at an airport gift shop. So, so she's obviously not even thought about getting souvenirs for loved ones up until now. I mean, nothing is more touching than, than receiving a gift from an airport gift shop that was purchased on a stolen credit card. Yeah, doesn't that just scream about how much you love the other person? <laughs> so there were several possessions. The only things that are, that are specifically called out for some reason are the oversized <laughs> Austin, Texas shot class. Hmm. There's also a half pound of cactus candy, uh -huh. as well as some other items. And she not only has these items in her, in her purse, but the receipt showing the purchase of these items and the stolen debit visa uh, card with which she has purchased these items. So it's it's pretty damn clear that that uh, Nusha has has stolen these yeah, or she's, she's, charged these things on a stolen card. She is not getting into Orange County at the time she expected. That's for sure. No, her she's going to be slightly delayed. So <laughs> she ended delayed. up being charged with. Unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, which is a state jail felony, as well as credit card theft and use, which is also a state jail felony. She gets booked into Travis County Jail on a $16,000 bond. Oof. She ultimately posted bail, but when the cops confront her and say, hey, what's with the stolen car and what's with the stolen card and... And really, cactus candy and an oversized shot glass? And she <laughs> said, well, I thought I was being kidnapped. 
And they said, well, why didn't you call 911? And her response was, um, well... You see, what it, what had happened... What happened? This is what happened. Um, <laughs> um, 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 so I'm in the back of the car, and um, I could have called 911, but I thought I was being kidnapped. So anyway, Madame is uh, due in court January 9th of 2024. That's that's a special set of, of stones to steal a car and then steal a credit card. And I'm okay with the uh, the cactus candy because who among us can say no to the to the deliciousness deliciousness that is cactus candy. But the oversized shot glass, I I don't know. That's a step. Maybe too if far. I saw it, maybe if I saw it, I'd go. Well, you know what? That's worth that's worth some jail time because that is a damn look good looking oversized shot glass. I got this from the Daily Star, CBSAustin.com, and LawAndCrime.com. I I couldn't help but realize, JG, that the last Uber story I I told, uh, remember, the, and that was the guy that left the car running for three weeks because he knew if he right, shut it off, it right. wouldn't start back up. He also had a Chevy. I think he had a Chevy Equinox, and I'm wondering if there's something about Uber drivers who have Chevys that <laughs> there's a propensity for bad things huh. to to go down. Starting to see a pattern develop. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to blast Chevy because my life's dream is to someday have a Corvette. But uh, me too. Like a 1961 split rear window. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Something, something cool. Something vintage. So, if anyone at uh, at Chevy is Chevrolet is listening to this, and you wanted to spiff JG and me matching vintage Corvettes. <laughs> Well, we just might talk about your brand more often on this podcast. And in a favorable tone, I might add. Although I do remember years ago, remember I, I made a, an impassioned, shameless plea uh, on box for a Kentucky Fried Chicken gift card? <laughs> yes. And never got one? Never got one. So No. Yeah. I think of that every time I go to KFC. They, they mailed them all to us and we kept them. You bastards. I knew your listeners were better than that. <laughs> you know, the point that you're making about uh, rideshare, that thought enters my mind every time I get in, you know, a, a Lyft or an Uber or whatever. Yeah. What yeah. do we know about these people? Hmm. And I guess you could you could technically make the same argument against anybody be it a you know a, a, a car service, a taxi cab, right? Taxi, uh, a van pool from the airport. I mean, well, we you really the person behind the wheel is a total stranger in almost every case. We sold our car before we moved to Ecuador, so we take cabs everywhere here, and it's cheap. You can go from one side of the city to the other for like two dollars and fifty cents. Man, oh man! So we get in this cab one day. We tell the cab driver where we want to go, and he says, okay, fine. So, I'm sorry, is this, are you, are you telling him in English or Spanish? In, in Spanish. I know cross streets, you know. And, okay, and So I, sure. get in, I can get in a cab and say, uh, buenas tardes, como esta? Uh, and then say, ordoñas, lazos y los alamos, por favor. And I can get around. Sure. And so we... We get to the place where uh, we want to be dropped off, and he keeps going. <laughs> oh, we said, uh, uh, "Señor, uh, alto, alto, por favor, <laughs> disculpe, a key, a key, a key." Here, here is okay. Yeah, and he 
looks agitated and he goes, no, and just keeps going. <laughs> and are you thinking we're, we're being kidnapped by a, by a cartel? The thought entered my mind. Yeah, I got two more Americans for you. Do with them what you will. Dos mas americanos. <laughs> uh, he had misunderstood the cross street, and he dropped okay, us off like right. three blocks up from where we wanted to go, and he was just telling us, no, this isn't where you told me to go. Yeah, but it, it, Trust <laughs> me, I, I know where you're going. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> but we did okay. We got out, and then we had some ice cream. So that was the end of the story. And then and you got some extra steps for the day, we, right? We in sure going back to your did. destination. I've been yeah. getting my steps in, brother. That's for so sure. it all worked out. It, it all did. worked out. Thanks for hanging yeah. out with us, you guys. Thank you for all the emails. I think we're getting close to a point where we probably can do another episode where we just read uh, listener emails, which Absolutely. is delightful. Post. Yeah. We can use that uh, uh, letters we get letters jingle that yes. costs us 50 bucks. Yeah. So. Cost you 50 bucks. I didn't pay. Cost me 50 bucks so far. It's 50 bucks a play. This will get it down to only $25 each. <laughs> Maybe what we can do is release one episode where it's just looped, and then that way you'll start making money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually I'll break even, it'll turn into a profit. Mm-hmm. I, I love your reasoning. This is why you and I never went into accounting. Numbers and shit. Lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. We'll see you next time. And during the holidays, while you're making merriment, remember to make good choices. Your holidays and your life might depend on it. So concludes another episode of The Shallow End with Schnebly and Toff. We thank you for listening. Oh, be a dear, would you? Please subscribe to this podcast. Give these boys a five-star rating and think of something nice to say even if you have to make something up. And visit us online at shallowendpodcast.com. Okay, gotta go.